As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. And that is launched out to deep left field. Big fly for Mike Trout. This is ground ball to second base. Red Heagle falls down, picks it up, fires the first. The Angels have no hit. The Seattle Mariners. It's gone. Big fly for Anthony Rendon. Hey guys, I'm Alex Curry. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. Brandon Marsh. This is Chris Rodriguez. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. And welcome to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. Happy New Year. First podcast of 2022. In this episode, I was able to talk with Angels relief pitcher Andrew Wants, um, a guy that, like many Angel players this season, made his debut in 2021. Um, so we talk about that. We talk about um, his offseason, um, you know, stuff on the field and how that whole season went, how he's preparing for the next season. And then if you listen to our podcast before, you also know that when we have guys like that on, we want to kind of get to know them also off the field and um, ways and joys off the field and stuff like that. So we talk about that. We find a common interest in golfing. So we talk a lot about that, his relationship with Austin Warren, another young pitcher that the Angels brought up this year, um, and other stuff too. So definitely give it a listen. Uh, I want to thank Andrew again. I hope you enjoy it. But here's my interview with Andrew Wan. I want to welcome in our next guest on the All Angel podcast. You saw him make his debut in 2021 along with a lot of other angels. Andrew Wants, how are you doing tonight? Doing great. Um, just been hanging out with my fiance Deanna. Just kind of laying low. Um, Congratulations on that. I saw that post on uh, your uh, Instagram. That That's that's another great thing that happened for you in 2021. Oh, yeah. It's, it was a hell of a year in 21. Hopefully 22, 2022 can be a lot better. And as I look around to make sure my wife's not around, because I don't want to get the date messed up. But for for me, that's been married for just over three years. um, I still remember the process of, you know, the engagement, then the the planning. How is that going with you? How is that uh, whole process now? It's the off season. You got more time for it. Yeah, I've I've been fortunate enough to, you know, we live together and she's been doing most of the work. I will say I'm not going to lie to you guys, but um, (laughs) It's been fun. I had no idea. She warned me before we all, we started planning and, you know, calling people how crazy and how much stuff there is a plan. And it, once you start Zoom calling these people, booking yep. these people, it's nuts. Yeah. I, I can only imagine too, it's probably harder for you guys now because you are in the age of Zoom and maybe not meeting face to face with certain people because of everything going on. When we did in, 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 you know, end of 17, 18, you know, we're still able to go places and meet people. So I'm sure you're, yours is a whole different kind of. Uh, yeah. It's a different uh, ball game. And it's also been, sure. it's, it's been harder because, you know, with COVID in 2020 or yeah, 2020 and 21, like a lot of weddings and stuff have been pushed back. So you know, trying to find vendors and stuff's been a nightmare, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a process for sure. I, and I remember it, Definitely. I remember it like it was yesterday. So 2021, you start the season out in, in Salt Lake and triple a, and 
all through your minor league career, the majority of it, you've been a starting pitcher, but then you get called up to the Angels. And then did they tell you off the bat that we're looking for you more as a bullpen piece? Or what was the kind of communication with you with that? Um, yeah, I knew that if I was going to get called up, it would be as a reliever. Um, and I think the reason why in the minor leagues that they've they kept me a starter is because in college, like, I was a starter my freshman year, reliever, sophomore, junior, and senior year. But I was always capable of going really long, like three, four innings as a reliever. So I think they wanted me to keep that length. And um, that's kind of why they had me start, because they wanted me to be able to go four innings if I needed to as a reliever. So, But I knew if I got called up, and there's some communication there, like, look, you know, if you get the call up, you're – you'll be out of the pen. So I knew going into it. So you get called up on July 3rd is when you officially get called up. <clears throat> who was the first person you told, but yet how did you find out? And then who was the first person you told right after? So we were in Oklahoma city playing the Dodgers AAA team. And me and Austin Warren were actually just, I think we were playing video games or setting up the PlayStation or something sitting in the hotel room and our AAA manager, Lou, calls me and he goes, hey, what are you up to? I said, you know, just kind of hanging out, not doing much. Um, he goes, well, you got to call up. And I mean, my heart kind of <laughs> skipped a beat there. So it took me a second to kind of gather myself. And, you know, I ended that conversation. The first person I call is my mom and dad. And the craziest thing about it is, uh, the night before I got the call, my dad, he actually called me the day I got the call up and he's like, I had a dream last night. You got called up like, and, and then I got the call later that day. So it was kind of weird, but I called them. Um, and it was one, 1 a.m. in Oklahoma. So back home, it was 3 a.m. <clears throat> and, uh, they woke up obviously wide awake at that point. I was, you know, it wasn't really much of a conversation. And we, we were all just like taken away. And then I called Deanna and called my sister. So I got the family on the phone. And then that night was just a scramble. Everyone's booking flights. Everyone's flights. calling each other, you know, trying to get the same flight. And it was, it was crazy. And needless to say, none of us got much sleep that night. No, I, I can I can only imagine, and, and like I kind of said before, a lot of guys made their debuts with the Angels. You talk about Austin Warren, you you know you know Brandon Marsh, Reed Detmers. I mean, there's a there's a good list of guys that made their debuts with the Angels. How cool was that to have those kind of guys you've played with on probably even multiple levels of the organization to be making their debuts at the same time you are? It was it was so much fun to be able to share those experiences with those guys. Especially, you know, Austin Warren, I've, me and him have been neck and neck through the system for the last four years. Um, so it was really, he was probably the most special to have on the team. But then again, I had known Brandon Marsh for a while. He's been in the system. We played in 19 together in double A. Um, so it was just a lot of fun. It didn't, you know, it kind of took the pressure of, um, you know, being in the big leagues because you, you, you kind of had your friends with you, you know. When I first got called up, it was different because I didn't know anyone, you know. I didn't 
I didn't know Alex right. Cobb, you know, it was, it was, it was just a different vibe. I'm not saying it was bad. It's just, I didn't, you know, I didn't have any friends at that point. So right. towards the end of the season, I mean, we really started to have fun, enjoy ourselves and the pressure was lifted a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, you see some of these guys, these veterans, like you maybe see them in passing at spring training, but after that, you really don't cross paths much if you're, you know, in the minors and stuff like that. So that makes complete sense. So again, you call up uh, on, on July 3rd, you make your debut on July 4th, which probably makes it real easy for a lot of people to remember when you made your debut July 4th. Oh, so yeah. I'm, I'm going to play this video and I want you to tell me what's going through your head as I play this video. All right. So you're on the mound, ready to take the ball. What's going through your head when you're about to, ready to take, make your first, you know, appearance? Um, a lot of deep breaths were taken from the time I left the bullpen to the mound and uh, I was just kind of soaking it all in. You know, I was looking around. I was like, you know, this is what I've been dreaming about since I was a little kid. And I kept myself in the moment. I mean, that's, that's the only thing I knew how to do, really. You know, know the situation, know where the runners are, know who you got up. Um, you know, a lot of prep work is done behind the scenes on the hitters. So you kind of got to focus on, you know, attacking each hitter and, I just knew that, you know, my family was in the stands and I was, once I got, once I was done, I was like, man, I'm, it didn't really hit me at the time until I got back in the locker room and it kind of started to set in how special that was. So not a lot of emotions were felt on the mound, um, but before and after just kind of went all the emotions and how, you know, realizing my dream came true. So it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah, you hear that a lot from the guys that debuted this year was that at the time of when they're on the mound or at the plates, like they kind of black out and then it sinks in that day or maybe a week later or something like that. Um, you know, mm-hmm. July 4th, you, you make your debut. How how was it? You know, you're not just able to look back at your whole year. You end up getting sent back to AAA for a little bit and then back up to the majors throughout the season. How, when you look back at the season, how was it to you, like – is it is it stuff that you you know stuff you can grow upon? Is it like how how did you how do you look back and summarize twenty one for you? Um, in the three months or however long I was in the big leagues, I had learned more in that span than any period in baseball ever. So, um, I. It was a learning experience. I learned so much on, you know, how to attack hitters, what to look in hitters, uh, you know, talking with catchers, Stassi um, and Suzuki, just trying to gain as much knowledge, knowledge as I can from these guys because they know what it takes. They've been in the league for years. And 21 was – it was just nice to learn so much because, you know, you play the game for, you know – 20 years of your life like me and you think you have to figure it out but once you make it to the big leagues you find out you're pretty infantile when it comes to what you know so it was nice to learn so much i have a lot to lot to grow on mentally and physically and um this this off season has been a very productive one uh, obviously you can't really talk about the 21 season angels 2021 season without talking about shohei otani what he did in his mvp season you being mm-hmm. a pitcher, you knowing what it takes to – are you now learning what it takes to be prepared on the mound and the work that goes in not only mentally but physically for your body. 
to to pitch. And then you see this guy in your dugout that is doing that at a great level and just hitting at a great level. Um, how fun was that to watch him day in and day out? Oh, it was it was extremely special to be a part of. Um, and to watch day in and day out how he carried himself. His work ethic is unbelievable. Um, and how professional he is at things. Uh, you know, I mean, he's got the whole world watching him pretty much. And just how he was able to handle the media, you know, all the press and everything, and still perform the way he did on the field, it was just – it was unbelievable in my my point of view. But, um, yeah, almost every night, you know, sitting in the bullpen, chatting up with the guys, and Shohei's up, and he hits a – you know, he hits nukes. And, and <laughs> yeah. my jaw drops. You know, I'm like a fan. Of, I'm like a little kid watching him hit these home runs that are just towering, towering. Like the one, like in the one in Seattle before in the Seattle, break. especially. Yeah. And we're in the bullpen, and we're just like, what in the world is this guy on? I mean, he's on a different level than than guys in the league. I mean, it's just crazy how he does that. I don't understand. Yeah, he he's definitely fun to watch, and as a lot of Angel fans, we're looking for that next season. So, you mentioned the offseason. The offseason going out, going going great for you. <clears throat> Obviously, you know the big, I guess, elf in the room is the lockout. And I won't really ask you about your opinion about that. That's a whole different issue. But it is kind of, you know, how's your how's your training going when you don't necessarily know when the call is going to be to like, hey guys, we're doing this. Like you don't have a report that you don't have a, a schedule laid out in front of you like you would normal years. How does that affect your right. offseason workout at all? Or, or are you kind of just keeping to the same routine? Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of preparing myself as if we're going to start on time. You know, there's not been much communication as you know, so you don't really know. So, and my perspective is I'd rather be ready than not ready in case it does start on time. Um, so it's kind of been a normal off season. Haven't really changed much um, when it comes, you know, timing of bullpens and how much I'm throwing. So it hasn't changed. Well, that's good. Cause yeah, as fans, we're ho- definitely hoping for it to, to end sooner rather than later. And I'm sure, you know, as players, oh, yeah. guys that are used to routines are, are in the same boat. So, Something that Absolutely. we've talked about, you know, in person a little bit and like through DMs is um, golfing. Something I really enjoy, something that oh, you yeah. really enjoy. Um, yeah. Who is on the Angels? Who is your number one golf buddy? Who's your guy that you can call and say, hey, let's go play 18 on, on Saturday or whatever? <clears throat> um, I actually golfed with a variety of guys this year, which was nice, but Warren is usually we we're usually the duo that kind of hits the links together and I'm actually going tomorrow morning to play going to be a little nice. nippy, but we'll, uh, hopefully we'll make some birdies. What, uh, uh, any, any certain kind of course that you favorite or any course that you maybe not f- play regularly, but have played maybe once or twice where you're like, that's the place that I want to keep on going back to. Oh yeah. Um, there's, there's a couple places, you know, within an hour of me, it's Pinehurst. I'm, you know, a lot of, yeah. <laughs> you know, if there are golfers out there, you've heard of Pinehurst. So yes. we, uh, me and me and some buddies, we went down there this, this off season and played and it's just a, I mean, it's like the Mecca of golf, you know? Yeah. And then another course is Tobacco Road, which is about yeah. 30 minutes south of Raleigh. And it is just the most bizarre course. It's got, <laughs> 
every shot's blind shot. I mean, just the, the layout of the course is crazy. And those are, those are my two favorite spots for sure. So who's the best golfer on the angels that you played with? It could be someone in the majors or someone maybe you played with in, in, in the minors. Warren, I hate to keep really? bringing him up, but he is <laughs> a hell of a golfer. Yeah. He, he's a damn good golfer. Is he, uh, uh, is it short game? Hopefully is that it, changes. Is Hopefully that changes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's just, he's good all around. I mean, he drives the ball, his irons are spot on. I mean, he's always throwing darts at the pen from, you know, 195, 200 yards out. It's just crazy what he can do. A lot of feel, but hopefully it can change. Hopefully I can bring a little more there competitiveness. Go. I actually got new irons coming. So Ooh, hopefully that'll ele- elevate the game a little bit. What kind did you get? I got Taylor made Sim, Sim 2 maxes. The Sim 2s? Okay. Yeah. What, you know, um, is this going to be your first time playing this year in 2022 or have you, have you gone out already before, uh, in the new year? Uh, well, this some uh, technically it'll be the first time I played on New Year's Day or when I play. Maybe New Year's Day. I might have played on the first. We played at, yeah, uh, me and my buddy played at Lonnie Pool, which is NC State's, the college oh, course. Okay. So college, and that's yeah. A, yeah. Good, great course. Yeah, I'm playing Sunday, and and that'll probably be my no playing Monday because of the holiday, and that's going to be my third time this year. But oh yeah, you got me beat. I just (laughs) it's just the last ever since New Year's really it's been bitter cold. Yeah, that's the thing about Southern California. It's like we had a rain spell that lasted two weeks that kind of washed away any chances of playing, but then since then. It's been, yeah, a little, and you say nippy. I'm thinking like, oh, it's 60 <clears throat> degrees at night. I'm guessing it's probably a little bit colder for you guys over there, but that's kind of how yeah. it is, you know, at a 8 o'clock, 8.30 tea time. It's like, oh, man, it's 60 degrees. It's cold over here. But Well, uh, we actually, our tea time, let me see. Our tea time was at 9.15, but it got moved back to 10.15 because of a frost. Frost, yeah. Yeah, so that's tomorrow. a couple at, times to us. Tomorrow at 10, it's going to be 40 degrees, so we're going to be bundled up. <laughs> So out of out of all your friends on the Angels that you played golf with, um, who's like the most likely of guy to just kind of show up right at you know you say nine fifteen tea time he's showing up like at nine fourteen throwing on his shoes. Well, that's a good question. You know, I didn't play with too many guys. I played with Selman. Um, I played with Hargit. Oh, uh, who else did I play Well, when we were in triple, I played with like Packy and Marsh. Played with Rojas. Um, I don't know. I I played once with Marsh. He one didn't seem too interested in the golf, but you know he kind of strolled up, walked the ball around. He enjoyed riding the cart more than anything. But I would probably say Marsh. He's he's most likely to show up at time. And, just kind of, he's there for a good time. Uh, let's just right. put it that way. And, and that kind of leads into my next, the next question too, when you're on the golf course and you know, we've all had those rounds where it's like, Hey, I'm here to have fun. Are you the type that's going to, you know, have a couple of drinks or are you the competitive type where, no, I got to be on my game because I got to win or I got to, you know, shoot my, my best score. Are you like, yeah, whatever. Give me a, a six pack and let's, let's roll. You know? <clears throat> yeah. 
Um, it really depends on the front nine. <laughs> you know, if if yeah. I'm striking the ball well, there will be no drinks other than water consumed, and I'm going low. But if the front nine is just all over the place, you know, we're going to crack crack a couple and enjoy ourselves. So I really don't – I go into it, you know, I'm trying to shoot low, shape some shots, but it doesn't always happen. Yeah, that's that's how it is with my with my brother plays. He's like that too where it's, the, it's not even the whole front nine. It's probably the first five he'll determine whether or not. And then there's a – there's a plateau. Yeah, there's a, yeah. there's like a graph where he's going up. It was like, okay, now he's loose. He's not trying to force it, and he's he's killing the ball. And then maybe another couple of drinks in, then it goes down because now it hit him, and now he he's seeing a couple of balls out there that he's not sure which one to swing. Oh yeah, so. for sure. I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, on the turn, maybe grab a couple cold ones, and you know, if I'm not playing too well, maybe that that could be the answer that day. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Uh, you know, I, I try to have fun. I don't, you know, I'm not playing on the weekends in front of TV, you know, on TV. So I'm not, but I am competitive, you know, if we're going out with some guys, like I'm trying to beat them. That's just kind of in my nature, I guess. Are you the type though? Like I know a couple guys that like, like are friends of mine that, that golf, but, and don't necessarily watch it on TV. Do you, do you like, if there's a, tournament on whether you know it doesn't have to be like a major but are you will you turn it on and just watch or are you just like yeah, oh, yeah. i just enjoy playing not necessarily not watching oh yeah i'm watching all the time i actually got on my phone just like like the nbc sports package just so i can watch you know whatever golf tournaments on i, I right. i'm watching all the time especially so, you know the majors you know masters week yeah, like yeah. i download the masters app every year you know i'm all yeah. in you know, maybe where so would you green. feel about how did you feel about the the match this last Thanksgiving when it was uh, uh, Kepka and Kepka uh, and DeChambeau? You know, I thought it was I thought it was funny just because, you know, they kind of got a, some beef with each other. So I thought right. it was funny how they chirped at each other. Um, it- I didn't get to watch all of it, but the parts I did see it was, you know, competitive, fun golf. I, I love watching, and, you know, like. Phil and Tiger did the match. I mean, I yeah, that was fun. I think I rewatched it three times. I mean, I loved it. I also like so to I how, watch a lot of golf, especially those ones where oh yeah, me too. I I, I like that one where they mixed in Manning and Barkley because then you can see. I don't know. I guess part of me is like, okay, cool. These guys aren't necessarily. I mean, yeah, the the, the tour pros that are just going to kill every time. But then you have the other guys who are like, okay they're not as good. So you kind of feel a little better about right. yourself and like, okay, all right. You know, Absolutely. Barkley, you know, hooks one. You're like, Hey, I've done that before. I'm like, okay, I don't feel so bad about my, I don't yeah. feel so bad about myself. Kind of do. I, I love watching part is Like, you know, Brady, when Tom Brady was playing, you know, Barkley was just chirping him the whole time. And then he <laughs> chips one in from 150 out. And it was just fun to watch him interact with each other. And you're right. You know, a non golfer watching a non golfer play, yeah, kind of gives you a little more perspective. Like, all right, I could, you know, I could maybe do a little better than that. But you know, and you talk about those the the, the match. The, what they've done really well is the chirping. You hear the chirping. You hear what's going on in between shots or before the putt or anything like that. How much of the chirping do you hear um, when you're on the mound? Like, you know, the, someone's at, on first and you hear chirping back and forth or anything. Do you hear that stuff between other players at all, or are you so focused in that you don't even really pay attention to that? You know, I really don't hear anything out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. When it, even spectators, players, now, like, 
you know, if I'm communicating with my teammates, you know, like I'm locked into that type of stuff, but right. anything, you know, outside of my focus on the plate, I don't really hear too much. So you mentioned your friendship with, with Austin Warren and he also got called up and uh, this season and you guys, I was told that you guys were actually also roommates through your years of yeah. uh, the minor leagues. So I, I, I'm going to ask you a question, a couple questions, and it's you know you or Austin, who's who's the better driver? Who's the better driver? Yeah. Um, I think we're both reliable, but I'll go with myself. I like to drive though. I'm the type of guy like if we're gonna go somewhere, I'll drive. Like I, I trust myself, so I'll say myself. <laughs> Nothing against his driving; he's great. But <laughs> I think I think I asked Brandon that same question. Brandon Marshall that same question about Joe, and he says, "Yeah, because every time Joe drives, he like he has to hold on to something or or, or uh, kind of has to clinch up a little bit." So that's always a fun thing to kind of oh, ask yeah. and see what people people's uh perspective is who's the better cooker who's the best cook oh man i really i enjoy i enjoy cooking uh you know i, I i'm always looking up recipes trying to do different things especially grilling i love to grill but me and also we don't <clears throat> i mean during the season you really only have to worry about breakfast on your own and ever since we live together in high a we've kind of always just made breakfast together. Like he'll cook the sausage. I'll make the, <clears throat> I'll make the breakfast potatoes and you know, you kind of make how your, your own eggs. So we haven't really, no, I guess we haven't made, we're, we're even, we're, we're pretty you close. You have to draw on that one. Um, yeah, best, uh, better, better music selection or better, maybe not best music selection, but who has like a wider variety of music? Oh, that's tough. We both love country, both love rap. But I will say, like in the off season, I listen, I tend to listen to more country. I'm, you know, I'm kind of in like a cruise mode all the time. I'm not in any hurry. I'm not trying to get hyped. Now, I'm, if I'm lifting, you know, Max Day or something, I'll listen right. to some crazy Break rap. But yeah. You know, we're both pretty similar. I hate to keep saying this, but we're similar in a lot of things. I mean, we li- we listen to country, rap. Um, I think I might listen to more EDM type stuff. I think I dabble in that genre more. <clears throat> um, but like I said, we're we're similar in a lot of a lot of ways. Which one is which one of you is better about being on time? Uh, I'll say I am. I'm very punctual. Yeah. Like I, I get it from my mother. Like if, if I'm not 30 minutes early, I'm getting anxious. Yeah. So that's how I am. And then my wife was the complete opposite. And now it's, she's slowly oh. coming over to my side to where Deanna's. when we first, <laughs> to, to when we first started really dating, she's like, why do we have to show up at this time? I thought, you know, the party starts at six. Why do we got to show up at, you know, six and why can't we show up at six, you know, or seven o'clock? And I'm like, the way I look at it, if you're yeah. the first one there, you're also going to be the first one to leave and no one's going to look at you sideways. So I'm like, let's just go. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I no, definitely yeah, know Deanna, that one. If I tell Deanna we're leaving at 630 for dinner, <clears throat> you know, she's still getting dressed, putting makeup on at 635. And I'm just sitting there like, 
<laughs> I'll be in the car, you know. Yeah, I'll, I'll look. I'm like, are you gonna get up and like? Because I kind of know how long it takes her to get, you know, dressed and ready. Oh, yeah. like, are you gonna start now or like mm-hmm. what? What's going on? Kind of same day? boat. Yeah, you go. Um, who's a cleaner roommate? Who like really, you know, will clean the kitchen afterwards without anyone saying really anything? We're both neat people. I will say that. I will say he wins when it comes to like packing our bags for a road trip. Like when you look at his suitcase, I will say like I'm neat. Mine's folded. Everything's in there nice. But like Warren's got like everything is perfect. (laughs) I don't know if that's like his little OCD when it comes to that, but um he he's very neat when it comes to how, how he packs, what he packs. He's very good at that. So myself, a couple of buddies of mine, we like to collect things, you know, obviously baseball related, sports related, whether it be like bobbleheads. Um, you know, I, when I go to different stadiums, I collect like magnets from the stadium or whatever. Do you, it doesn't have to be sports related at all, but do mm-hmm. you have any kind of collection or anything like that that you had now, or even maybe when you were growing up? Uh, growing up. Yeah. You know, the little bats you can buy at, Yep. The field. The souvenir yeah, bats. I yeah. used to collect a bunch of those. Yeah. And then when I was real young, I was into baseball cards. So yeah. And my, my parents' house and my old closet up on the shelf, I still have like the thick binders with <laughs> the sleeves. Too, all, yeah. yeah. I haven't got I haven't gone through those. Yeah, I haven't gone through that and probably you, oh, you might gosh. have some gems in there you don't even know years. about now that you you're about to say you can look back and be like I could. Hey, I could. I could have you know I could have a, a thousand bucks rookie card or something. Never know. <laughs> uh baseball yeah. players are known for their superstitions do you have any uh when it comes to whether warming up or just your daily routine uh i do when it comes to warming up and how i prepare myself yeah i do the same things just because i know you know what works best for my body and how i need to get ready for the game um to start the year like, let's say I have a good outing. My first outing is good. I'll wear the same sliding shorts. I'll wear the same socks. I put I put everything on the same way. So I'm super, I'm very superstitious. But let's say I have a bad outing, you know, I was like, change all right, it. well, I got to change the socks, change the sliders, you know, change something up. Do you, do you carry that into golfing at all? Because I know some buddies that were like, if they shoot a double, okay, that ball is done for the day, and they'll toss it in their bag, and they won't use that ball again. They'll use a new ball next hole. Is there anything like that you do with, with golfing at all, or is it just kind of whatever? Not really. Golf, I, I don't really – I don't go crazy when it comes to golf, no. No. no I will yeah, say I, that I, lately, the last couple months, um, I've been more of a – hit 10 balls at the range and go to the first tee i used to be i need to hit a you know 50 50 ball bucket (laughs) like i gotta dial every club in now i've found that i'm especially towards the end you know 16 17th hole like i'm not as tired you know i'm not wearing myself out in the range yeah then i always say i always end up leaving my good shots on the range if i if i do that you know exactly. 25 30 it's like man that was great and then the first tee you're like all right you know, have a little bit of confidence and next thing you know you're like yeah what 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 happened what, what happened is like that's exactly what happened 15 minutes ago i i striped one right down the middle and now i'm like gotta go find it mm-hmm. or something yeah that, that yeah that i save my shots now so we talked a little bit before we started recording monday national title game 
you being a big Georgia fan, we kind of talked back and forth even at the semifinal part of it. But you called it. You got it right. How did it feel watching that game and, and just the game in general? Well, I thought it was one of the best. It was one of the best games I've watched in a while just from the defensive side. I mean, just to see these, I mean, just pure athletes running around the field at 300-pound, you know, 350-pound linemen chasing down a quarterback. Like, it was just a spectacle to watch on both sides of the ball. And I thought it was competitive for the most part, you know. Towards the end, Georgia kind of opened it up. But very competitive game. I enjoyed watching it. Is, is that the sport? If I were to tell you you can be a professional in any other sport other than baseball, would you pick football or would you pick something different? Uh, you know, I'm not going to leave you with uh, I'd probably play golf because you probably already would have thought that. But I think other than golf and baseball, yeah, football would probably – because I was a quarterback kind of growing up my whole life, played in high school. So I, I really have a love for football. Um, and I think, you know, if I didn't love baseball at such an early age and I started playing football, I would have pursued that for sure. At what point did you, you know, you said high school, did you, is that where kind of where it stopped your high school? Was it like your senior year? Was it your junior year where you started focusing solely on, on baseball? When did you make that switch? <clears throat> yeah. Um, well, I kind of knew, like I said, from an early age, I mean, ever since I can remember T-ball, like I, I've always loved baseball. Like that was my dream the whole time. But I was also the kid, like I I couldn't sit still. Like I wanted to <laughs> throw the football with dad in the street or shoot hoops in the driveway. Like I was always doing something. And then, you know, when I got to high school and it was time to commit to a college and, you know, get serious about a sport, I picked baseball, obviously. Um, didn't play my senior year of high school, which I would have been the starting quarterback. So that was kind of a tough, Decision. tough thing to let go just because I enjoyed it. You know, high school football, you know, Friday yeah. Night Lights. I mean, you want to be the star. So that's kind of when it, I committed to UNC Greensboro junior year of high school. So – and, uh, and the quarterbacks before me, they had gotten, you know, torn rotator cuff, torn labrum. And I was like, you know, I'm not going to – I'm not going pro. I'm not going to play, co- you know, college football. Like, I'm not going to risk it. So, I hung, yeah, the cleats up, hung the helmet up. <laughs> but it's always fun to watch when – and you see that you mentioned those defenses. Like, I'm glad I'm not out there taking those hits because uh, oh, yeah. that's 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 a whole different, different animal. Um the the NFL playoffs are going to start. Who do you got? Uh, you know, I'd like to see the Bengals. To be honest with you, you know, I'm a, I like Joe Burrow. You know what he did in the national championship? Kind of like a young stallion. You know, got yeah. a little swagger to him. And plus, Cincinnati. You know, you don't really hear too much about him. <laughs> but then again, uh, you know, I like the Chiefs. I like how fast and explosive their offenses and then you got tom brady i mean how can you go wrong with the goat just you yeah. know being able to watch him do that at what i don't know is he 44 45 uh, yeah it's it looks just, 35 but yeah <laughs> yeah um, exactly. so i'd like to see i'd like to see a team to, that hasn't done in a while yeah that's another good 
thing coming up that's a lot of fun and we'll see how that plays out andrew i want to thank you again for jumping on uh like you said between your workout schedule planning a wedding i mean you have a lot of stuff on going on right now i really appreciate you jumping on no problem great hearing from you again i want to thank andrew for taking some time out and chatting with us or with myself Uh, really appreciate it I mentioned it at the end of that. He has a lot of stuff going on, getting ready for the season, planning a wedding. Um, If you've ever had to plan a wedding like myself, you know exactly how much time that takes up and just kind of mental space that takes up. So for him to be going through all that and and fitting us in, I really, really appreciate it. A lot of fun talking to him. Um, Hopefully be able to get on on the golf course with him, you know, next time he's in California. I told him, hey, you know, call me up. I'll make you and your buddies look great out there. Um... But, you know, something I'm hopefully to look forward to, but really enjoyed his time and also to time zones <laughs> for him to be able to stay up a little bit later, being on the East Coast and the West Coast. I really appreciate that make to get that to fit into our my schedule, especially so um, much props to him. I really enjoyed it. Can't wait to hopefully see him in Tempe and, and definitely see him in Anaheim uh, this coming season. Really enjoyed it. So. There's a lot of stuff in the news right now that I have yet to talk about on the podcast, whether it be the possible return of Ty Buttry, um, the lockout situation, you know, um, there's stuff with Ken Rosenthal and, and, and the commissioner and that whole fiasco. Uh, I am, you know, thinking of putting out a podcast next week to kind of talk about those issues and anything else that's kind of popped up since then. Um, Obviously the commission or the owners and the players are meeting Thursday. So if anything kind of comes out of that, obviously that's another talking point we can, we can talk about, but if there's anything you want to talk about questions, comments, concerns, definitely reach out to us at all angels podcast at gmail.com or even DM us in our Instagram or our Twitter at halo underscore Haven. And we will definitely, you know, talk about that and, and mention you on the podcast, but that's probably going to be sometime next week. Definitely look at it for maybe like Tuesday or Thursday of next week um, to record the new episode. And again, looking at kind of re- re- recouping what has happened so far or, or reviewing what has happened so far uh, in the off season. A lot of stuff that I think is, is, is worthy of a podcast, but definitely check it out. And now to um, with 2022 starting up, we're going to start kind of hopefully start cranking out a little bit more as hopefully the lockout ends and we get closer and closer to the season. Uh, favor to ask all you listeners out there, um, please rate review this podcast on the iOS. And now you can do that on Spotify. You can leave a, uh, a certain star rating on Spotify. Please do that for us. Um, helps us kind of grow the podcast, write a review. We love seeing the reviews of, of people that leave them. Um, so please do that if you haven't already. If you have, thank you. We, we really, really appreciate it. But getting ready for this 2022 season, again, trying to make another push to make it better and also grow it and try to reach out to more fans. So definitely do that. And again, anytime whether it's a podcast specific kind of question or anything in general, please reach out to us at all angels podcast at gmail.com or halo underscore Haven on both our Twitter and our Instagram. So definitely look out for another episode coming out next week. Uh, get those questions in now comments in now. Um, but until then I am down Garcia and this has been another edition of the all angels podcast. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. 
VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. All state vehicle and property insurance company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.